The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with your host, Ann Holiday. Ayurveda and yoga are often poorly understood, and there are many misconceptions about them. According to Ayurveda and Yoga is a series of shows on the concepts of this ancient knowledge of life and consciousness presented in a way which is easy to understand. Now, here is Ann Holiday. Welcome to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. This is your host, Anne Holiday. Ayurveda and Yoga are sister sciences. One came out of the other in ancient times. We don't really know which came first, but it was probably yoga. This is going back long before anything was written down. Knowledge in those days was memorized. And I suspect also that they didn't have much in the way of disease. However, when people started to live in closer proximity to one another and controlled their environment and weren't so dependent on nature is when disease started to occur. Pure nature takes care of our needs, but not of our greed. When we hear the word yoga in the West, we think about an exercise practice to gain flexibility. But this is actually asana, which is a part of hatha yoga practice. The meaning of the word yoga is to unite, to coordinate and to, or to harmonize. And in the traditional sense means to become one with our spiritual self or our spiritual nature. Now in the previous mental health program, we talked about the qualities of the mind Sattva, the quality of purity, Rajas, the quality of action, and Tamas, the quality of inertia or resistance to action. And in the spirituality program, we talked about the need to bring the mind into a sattvic state if we want to be happy, contented, and healthy. We talked about energy layers or koshas, the physical and breath layers bringing subtle energy into the body through the breath, to the mind and to the knowledge and bliss layers of our being. The Rishis were aware of the human spiritual aspects which connect us to nature through the five elements and to the cosmos because we too have these energies within us. It is a universal energy, but if our minds are only directed outward to the material world, we cannot see and are unaware of our spiritual self. A spiritual teacher, Patanjali, wrote the Yoga Sutras. Sutra means thread, which is where the word sutra comes from in English. These were pathways to connect us to our inner self 
and he systemized these pathways into eight steps, a bit like the twelve steps in Alcoholics Anonymous. In Sanskrit, Ashtanga means eight, and you may have heard of Ashtanga Yoga, which trains people in these eight steps. The eight limbs of yoga combine all of the yoga practices and is sometimes called integral yoga. The word yama means control in English and the first limb is niyama, which are five rules of personal conduct or self-discipline. These are practices in daily living which cultivate a sattvic quality of the mind. They are behaviours which bring happiness, peace and contentment and will not drive the mind towards feelings of guilt, unhappiness and misery. They promote confidence in who we are and inspire us to pursue a sattvic way of living. The second limb is yamas or five rules of social behaviour which apply to all of us living on earth so that we leave the earth a better place. Probably the most poignant of the yamas is the vow of non-violence or ahimsa. The Vedas say that no living being should be killed, including animals, fish and birds, for food, because there is always a level of violence, which is why Ayurveda promotes vegetarianism. The third limb is asana, meaning seat, which once was the only posture and used in meditation. There are almost 200 yoga postures described and originally they were practiced like a dance. In Kerala, there is an ancient practice called Kalara Yoga, which is actually a martial art and Mama Massage is associated with it. Now, Mama points are the points where the energy channels are accessible on the surface and are the points used in acupuncture and acupressure. Chinese martial arts, Kung Fu, etc., uh, originated from this Kalari practice. It isn't clear whether the postures developed from this practice or whether it was the other way around. We're not sure. Pranayama is literally the control of the life force through the breath. And I believe it is one of the most important of the four limbs of outer yoga. It balances the doshas in a positive manner, it increases the digestive fire and it helps to remove toxins. On a mental level, it increases sattva and reduces rajas and tamas. As we get older or are less active and able to do yoga postures, pranayama becomes more important as it doesn't require a particular space. It can be done in a chair, anywhere and at any time. Many people see the dramatic benefits of asana, but asana is not an end in itself. Coupled with pranayama, we have a routine which increases prana in the body and mind. And even though spiritual growth may not be our goal, creating higher levels of awareness brings peace and contentment. We can have a sattvic quality of mind without being spiritual, but we cannot say we are spiritual without being sattvic. 
Next are the four limbs of inner yoga, the first being pratyahara, or withdrawal of the senses, which I think is the most difficult practice to do in the modern world. These days there is a sensory overload, telephones, short bites of information, too much emphasis on physical and sexual aspects of our being, and a constant barrage of visual images. Also, the pervasive influence of artificial stimulants, drugs, alcohol, coffee and tea. Everything coming into the body and mind is food and will affect it either positively or negatively. The mind is constantly stimulated. Is it any wonder that dementia, mental illness, depression and Alzheimer's are big health issues today? Pratyahara is the daily practice of silence except for the sounds of nature. How often do we get up early to listen to the birds, listen to the wind, gaze at the moon and the stars, watch the clouds and feel the rain on our face, just to practice silence and listen to the voice within brings inner peace and contentment. In the silence of the heart we discover who we are and connect to cosmic consciousness through nature. It is a wonderful world we live in, but we must take the time to smell the roses, listen to the birds and touch the earth. These are our sensory pleasures which lead us to real happiness and contentment. Next is concentration, which is harder and harder than ever in today's world. Some experts say that the average span of attention nowadays is about two minutes. And I think this is a very sad commentary on contemporary thought and one which I do not, myself do not accept. How can we absorb Dickens, learn Beethoven's overtures or even write a simple story to say nothing of a complex computer program with such a short span of attention? The art of concentration, focusing the mind and not allowing it to jump from here to there should be practised daily and especially nurtured in children. Real meditation happens on its own and it's like sleep. Most of us are concentrating when we think we are meditating. When awake it is impossible to have no thoughts at all they drift in and out, but in meditation the mind doesn't engage in them, doesn't engage in them. It's like daydreaming really, when we're not aware of time. Laughing and crying are also similar to meditation because there isn't any thought during those times. Meditation does not have to be structured, although it can be. Any time we contemplate the ocean or sky, we are connecting to cosmic consciousness. It's a natural yearning for us to seek the mountains, serene corners of the world where we can immerse ourselves in nature. The five elements provide us with all the material we need to meditate. The final limb of the eight limbs is samadhi, which is total absorption. And this is very difficult and very few of us are able to achieve it. 
but we may get a taste of it once or twice in a lifetime, perhaps when we least expect it. When we are in that place of bliss, there is no mistaking it. This is when we realize that there is more to us than just the physical and mental self. Spiritual practice is an important part of health and it doesn't have to be any one way. It's well known that people who have a faith, go to church or have a regular spiritual practice, live longer, are happier and healthier. This is because they take the time to look within. Division comes when we believe that our way is the only way and the right way. Pure spirituality is unity and not division. My guest today is Yogacharya Harish Mohan. Yogacharya is a Sanskrit word meaning yoga teacher. He is a yoga therapist at the Jiva Institute in Faridabad, Haryana, India and works closely with other professionals to integrate Ayurveda and yoga into a complete healing system. Yogacharya Harish Mohan practices and teaches the eight limbs of yoga that we've just talked about. And I interviewed him when I was in India a few months ago, and we had a long conversation about how yoga should be practiced. We will hear what he has to say after a short break. The According to Ayurveda and Yoga Global Community welcomes you to join the conversation at atetv.com where you can share your experiences of holistic health, ask questions, make comments, and write blogs. It is through ataytv.com that professional members committed to bringing authentic knowledge to the world can connect with you. Material from Ate radio shows are also available. ataytv.com. Visit ataytv.com today. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with Anne Holiday. 
If you have questions or comments about our program, we would like to hear from you. Please contact us via email to info at ataytv.com. That's info at ataytv.com. Now, back to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. When we practice asana, we focus on breath, we foc- and we focus on meditation, because ultimate goal is spiritual, mm-hmm. spirituality. So when we practice all this, so yama and nemas will automatically you will start following. So yama, in yama, there are five stages. That is uh, that uh, you should be non-violent, no violence you can say, and then no lying. No Truthfulness. lying. Yes. yes. Truthfulness. One must Satya. speak the truth. Yes. yes. And no stealing. No stealing. No stealing. Yes. And moreover, that celibacy is also part of Yama. And then non-possessiveness. Yes. Not holding more things. Mm-hmm. So this is Yama. Yama means that restraint you. And Nema is discipline. So you have to follow some disciplines also in that. That is purity, mm-hmm. contentment, then austerity, then study, self-study. You can say that uh, Swadhyay. And last one is that's meditation on the divine that will make you more humble, more pure and that's the ultimate goal. So when you follow all these things, you become more spiritual, you become more humble, you become more cooperative because when we practice this yoga it takes us to all the aspects it keeps us physically fit mentally fit emotionally fit spiritually fit socially fit so what else we want yes yes we want happiness and if we have all these material objects and material things but still we are not happy then what is purpose of this life purpose of life is happiness to realize ourselves what we are awareness isn't it of our yes, awareness of ourselves yes and why we are here on this earth yes we are here on this earth to enjoy the life yes to realize ourselves what we are who am i so that should be our purpose but here we forget and we have start using people instead of loving people yes and we love more material things love things and not people yes less yes. people <laughs> so that's why everybody is suffering nowadays mm-hmm. so this suffer and this unpleasant life make you life more miserable yes 
so one should be when we use this uh, asana we must realize there is difference in traditional asana and modern this uh, what we see nowadays conventional yes. you can say modern asana so there is a lot of difference because traditional asanas ultimate goal is to practice asanas to be able you to sit comfortably for next step That's which right, is yes. pranayama and meditation yes that's why i said that sthiram sukham asanam a posture in which you can sit comfortably for a longer period and that the breathing is, is is essential isn't it to incorporate the breathing in the in asana. the asana now yes. do you do the breathing during asana or do you do breathing uh, after or before asana no the, the breathing exercise during the asana during the asanas also because some people because, teach yes. it yeah teach it different ways don't they no because if you just uh, ignore breathing it will become just uh, general exercise right so so it's incorporating yes. breathing with the postures uh, because though that whatever asanas and most of the asanas seems to be similar to the those found in a traditional yoga practice but the way they are being performed that is totally different you see when they practice they practice it with a such a speed fast yes fast yes, very fast absolutely. and because you have to get, in yoga you have to have time to and feel the position practice, what they are doing yes. they just become like a athletic uh, workout yes so it hasn't doesn't so have the same value no, it's not that uh, traditional yoga because traditional yoga is as already told you that it's a sitting practice so that you should be able to sit comfortably for next step and this pranayam so here when you practice asanas you prepare ground for that practice right advanced yes. practice yes 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 it's a very profound practice if if it's practiced in that with that uh, goal in mind because the, the as you um practice daily and this is another thing i'd like to add that it isn't really about practicing every once in a while yoga tr- traditional yoga must be done even if it's only a, sh- a short time each day it needs to be done every day as part of the daily routine would you no, agree with uh, that yes no one must spare some time daily yes maybe for 10 minutes if you don't have Time, more lot time, of time, lot yes. of time. You can uh, do it, but be punctual, be regular. <laughs> so that is first. Yes. You have. And what time of the day would you recommend to do it? It's always better if you get up uh, before sunrise and practice before sunrise. You get ready and 
you start practicing that early hours are more uh, beneficial and of course is also the benefit of having an empty stomach isn't yes. it too and even if you don't get time in the morning you can practice in the evening but remember that only after 4 hours whenever you have your meal so you you mustn't have there anything must in your be stomach gap. there must yes. be gap yes four hours a day yes and then you can practice in the evening also yeah yeah this is something that uh, we need to remember when doing yoga that you should never have anything in your stomach Yes, especially doing pranayama because yes. it, no pranayama as well as asana as well asana as asana also. Yeah. Because pranayama is also as important as asanas are. Right. And I think not, it's even more important. Yes, asana yes. is more important because you should not forget that this asanas practice will take you further. Yes. So that it you should is. keep in mind that yes. your next goal and you should not forget about your goal so goal is more important you whatever you are doing in your life you do that but remember that without good health you cannot enjoy the things no if you have your health you have everything don't you yes yes it doesn't matter if you don't have any material things yes you can manage perfectly well if you have your health yes Yes. So that's right. Not that it isn't nice to have a little bit of money to get 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 you by. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the difference between modern yoga and traditional and traditional yoga. yoga. Yes. Um but I do think that there's more and more awareness growing in outside of India of course because India's always had this tradition and so it doesn't it doesn't have to uh, reinvent yoga but there is a growing awareness as people practice yoga and then they change make some changes to their diet and they start to feel healthy they become much more mentally aware as well because it 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 nurtures that sattvic state in yes. ourselves doesn't it yes and yes, it yes. comes naturally no, then because you see that uh, people think that uh, if they eat more they will get more strength it's not that no it's something <laughs> is that if your digestion system is not good you are weak digestionally uh, internally you are weak whatever you eat they mm-hmm. do not produce any energy no so that's why when you follow this yoga and practice this uh, regularly yes you become internally strong yes and you become more spiritual yes and you forget about other things you are so humble you are so cooperative because that happiness is not only in taking giving is also you have some play so one must remember that same way if you are giving something you have happiness and same taker is also happy yes yes so yes. so the giving and the receiving is, is um, it's uh, just same important yes very important yes so that's why in yama and niyama uh, 
it's uh, more emphasized that one should not uh, be so uh, possessive. One should not be so possessive of the material things. Yes. Whatever you need, you just keep something with you and rest you distribute. Because God gives you for distribution only. Yes. It's not that you... Well, the problem is with money, isn't it? That there's never really enough of it, is there? As soon as you have a lot of money, you, you, you're never satisfied. You always want more, don't you? That's, uh, it no. seems that that's so, the way it so goes. That's why, that's why in Nema, contentment is there. So contentment has contentment to... Contentment has to be there. Yes. Without that, you cannot go further. No. So no. Because that's why this is the first and second step of strong yoga yeah. is yama and niyama. Yes. One must follow Yes. they really want to enjoy their life. Yes. Now, I came to you, uh, what would it be now, about nine months ago, ten months ago, because I was having um, a lot of problems with my knees, if you remember. Yes, and we, yes I remember. Uh, you came last year you in December, me. December, I believe. Yes, and you December. helped me with some yoga asana to do every day, which I have been doing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? Oh, I'm feeling fine, yes. Good, yes, I had to do a, f- a few you. more things. You must be thankful to God who has guided you to go in India and... Uh, to come to you, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all by His bless and uh, one should right. not forget that no. God is great. Nothing is a, a coincidence, yes. is it? Yes. Yes. Um, and I would, I am not particularly disabled, I'm very active really, but there are a lot of people, um, I believe, that could benefit from yoga who are in a wheelchair or in a, a, a completely disabled and they not necessarily have access to anybody like yourself who could, um, uh, who could help them and get started in a yoga and pranayama practice. Is uh, do you recommend yoga for yes disabled no people? No, you one thing you should know: there is no limit, no age limit. Only thing is that uh, person about the age you can say twelve, fourteen, he can start practicing yoga. So you don't really recommend it for very young children? Uh, they can just follow and they can see and they can copy. Yes. But not for the kids. Not for the no, very complicated for, no, things. No, no. no, because their organs are not properly uh, developed. Yes. So it will uh, give some... Uh, and it's probably not good effect. either no. to build the muscles up yes. too much. So that's only young that person. after the age of uh, 18. Once the bones are yes. set. set. Yes. Then you can practice yoga. yoga. And there is no age for that. And for the people, those who are unable to practice, they are disabled. So they can do uh, the simple exercises with breathing. With the breathing. With the breathing. And then with the breathing is going to be more important. Breathing is more important because this taking inhalation and exhalation, this is just swasayama, I will say. It's a swas. It's not a pranayama. Yes. Pranayama, that pran is a life force, that vital force which mm-hmm. keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. So this breathing is a carrier. So when we breathe in, we take more energy, vital force inside. Yes. So that keeps us fit. 
so the person those who are unable to move they can do pranayama and i also pranayama. want to emphasize that there is no age limit
Yes. One cannot practice and... Well, that's so, showing off, isn't yes, it? Yes, just yes, show. <laughs> and that, actually, that is not the yoga. No, no. That's no. not the yoga. No. That is not the even asanas. No. They are just doing for demonstration. And one thing more I would like to tell you, that... that uh, have you been to some circus? Oh yes, 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 circus. And there you see that uh, smart girls, they are <laughs> doing up and down and twisting the their body and, and things and like that, yes. Upside down and yes. doing all that. So, they are doing much more better than all these <laughs> The girls in the postures. Postures. But they are not doing yoga. <laughs> but they are not yoga. doing yoga. They are not no. doing yoga. No. They are doing demonstration. Yes. They are showing their body is more flexible. Yes. So, purpose of... Well, a lot of those girls, though, nowadays, I found out, uh, do actually practice yoga yes. as well no, in order to, to keep themselves to, flexible. They have to practice yoga for concentration. And concentration, yes, because yes, those are important. Because this uh, yoga will also make your concentration more uh, perfect. Of course. Yes. 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 Because uh, by this, uh, though we get this uh, more flexible, uh, flexible body, and our all organs get more strong and yeah. healthy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we are able to more uh, practical in life also. Yes, that's another thing that um, I'd like to add to the benefits of yoga. There are many postures that are designed to. Um, massage the organs and to improve digestion yes. and to... Uh, that's why it is known as also that uh, yoga therapy. Yeah, it's called yoga therapy, For different yes. diseases, there are different uh, postures. Yes. So because when we press our body in one direction, it press our particular organs. Yes, yes. So, so if you twist yes. ar around, you're squeezing the yes. liver and... Liver, intestine, and this... Yes. Uh, we get all these benefits. And, and every time, and when we're bending forward and backward, yes. we're not only exercising the spine, and the, but also the inner organs because as well, which is also keeps, very, very important. Yes. It also keeps our uh, vata, pitta, kapha balanced. Yes, that's right. So that's, that's why these postures are more important if these are done with practice. Yes. And with breathing, keeping in mind. And also the asana's position, posture must be correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is very important. Mm -hmm. So that you can do only after learning from expert. Yes. Not through pictures. No, 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 you can't learn through pictures. <laughs> so, is there anything else you would like to tell our audience? Uh, I will say that uh, they should make uh, this uh, yoga practice as a part of their life, just as a eating and sleeping. Yes. <laughs> as these two, two things are important. So yoga is also a third part which will keep them happy, healthy and it will take them to the goal which they are looking for. 
is happiness. Yes, and that yes. goal is happiness. Yes. And satisfaction. <laughs> yes. And self-realization. Yes. So this yes. is what I would like and I will say that and thank you very much for all this. And oh, it's <laughs> been our pleasure to have you on the show today. Me too. And I wish to thank you so much for sharing your uh, deep knowledge of yoga. Thank it's you. All, it's all by the blessing of Almighty God. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank God bless. You. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. causes us to be sick. We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of return to peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. The According to Ayurveda and Yoga Global Community welcomes you to join the conversation at ataytv.com where you can share your experiences of holistic health, ask questions, make comments, and write blogs. It is through ataytv.com that professional members committed to bringing authentic knowledge to the world can connect with you. Material from Ate Radio Shows are also available. ATAYTV.com. Visit ATAYTV.com today. The root causes of disease can be better prevented and cured using an integration of modern medicine and holistic healing techniques. Become educated by tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does have its place, but it should not be the only course of action. It's all about regenerating and healing our whole selves through better choices in lifestyle, foods, spiritual connection, and stress management. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with Anne Holliday. If you have questions or comments about our program, we would like to hear from you. Please contact us via email to info at ataytv.com. That's info at ataytv.com. Now, back to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. Welcome back. This is your host, Anne Holiday, talking about Ayurveda and Yoga. So, what is this mechanism within us which makes the yoga practice Harish described different to yoga done as exercise to keep us flexible and fit? The postures are the same, and so why is it so different? Within us are carriers of prana, which bring energy to nerves, lymphatics, arteries and veins. They're not physical structures, but can be compared to electricity which travels in a wire. But it doesn't need the wire, only opposite poles or forces to attract the energy and cause it to travel. Energy in the body is very similar. There's a neutral force which runs up and down the spine 
and on the right side there is a positive force and a negative force on the left. This must not be confused with positive meaning good and negative meaning the opposite. The right side is heating energy and the left is cooling. And coming out from this central force are the nadis, of which there are 72,000, and these are the carriers of the gross and subtle energy. There are seven centres of energy, which are rather like railway terminals from where energy is dispersed through the, through the nadis. These are the, called the chakras, and there are five lower ones related to the elements and three upper ones. In the root chakra lies kundalini, which is like the battery storage of energy, described as the serpent power or the dormant potential force of energy. You may have heard of kundalini and ways to disturb its energy to get a spiritual dis experience. But this should not only be attempted with proper knowledge, understanding and supervision of an experienced teacher. Kundalini in some people is very sensitive and is why certain pranayama practices involving hyperventilation should only be done under expert guidance because kundalini can be disturbed. And this can cause anything from a mere headache to, sev to severe mental illness and can be very dangerous. I've seen videos of kundalini yoga available for anyone to try. Many people may get away without any effects but for others the effects can be very serious. This philosophy talks about a subtle body and by practicing yoga as, as we have described, we can reach that place of peace and contentment within us and connect to universal energy, which is the energy of life itself, or prana. But what if I'm not interested in doing that? Why can't I just do yoga, you might say? And the answer, of course, is of course you can, and there's nothing to stop you. But without awareness, you're not practicing yoga, only asana. So now I'd like to tell you a couple of personal stories related to my experience of yoga. I discovered yoga when I was 63, when I went to India to study Ayurveda. Every day at six in the morning, seven days a week, we had a yoga class. The teacher was a professional yogi, just like Harish. And it was through him that yoga became part of my life. And the reason being was that the practice was exactly the same every day and the practice involved every muscle in the body. Each day we had the same series of warm-up exercises, a few sun salutations, sitting and lying down postures, kneeling, standing and lying face down postures. Asana was always followed by pranayama and then meditation. When I started the class, I could hardly touch my toes. I always kept a low profile at the back, and after doing the same practice every day, after six weeks, 
my body just gave in. I wasn't an expert, of course, but I could do most postures to the level that my body would allow me to. Because the practice was predictable and the same each day, I committed the postures to memory. There was a predictable sequence from one posture to the next and it came naturally. When I returned home, I knew that if I didn't keep up the practice, I would lose it and the only way was to continue. So I got a group of interested people together and led a practice, first at my house and then at a church hall. I did the same practice every day, over and over, day after day. I ran into a lot of resistance, of course, in my class, but nevertheless, a large majority of people who started with me still practice yoga, which to me is what counts. So as much as I agree with Yogacharya Harish Mohan, in, in the West, it's very expensive to start yoga from the beginning, and it's not available to everybody. So this was my experience, and I know this approach might be controversial, but as a practitioner, I say that the main thing is to do it, whether it's perfect or not. We all have to start somewhere. We are different ages, different body types, so our practice is going to vary. But if yoga is part of a daily routine, you will benefit from it. So therefore, it is the practice for you. The real benefit comes from daily practice, even for 10 minutes, and early in the morning is the best time on an empty stomach. I practice regularly now, almost every day. I've taken some classes, but have found my own practice to be beneficial for me as I follow my body's needs. The other travel experience that I want to share is from an observation I made in Beijing when I was traveling in China. I noticed that every day around nine o'clock there were crowds of people of every age in the park doing Tai Chi. They didn't have a leader or a teacher, they just seemed to follow each other. And I was told that this was a practice that was started during the Cultural Revolution when this practice maintained the sanity of the people during that uh, oppression. And even though the regime broke them physically and mentally, it didn't break them spiritually. And because they practiced as a community, it gave them unity and wholeness. I have practiced in large meditation groups in many different countries and there is always a unifying energy which prevails. Although I want to do yoga by myself at home, it isn't the same as with others. And it's not about doing postures perfectly or according to a particular style. It's the unifying energy which makes it so powerful. Communities can be created around energy healing practices. They are more than physical exercise, more than relaxation, because it brings connection. If a person 
just can sit in a chair only to be able to lift their arms, they will still capture the energy of the group, and there will always be a benefit. Tai Chi, Qigong, and yoga are all energy healing practices, and if done in groups, collective energy is shared with everyone benefiting. I encourage all those who are listening to think about this idea. People who work in nursing homes, in schools, in hospitals, turn off the television or Big Brother, as I call it. Go outside, if you can, and do a little breathing and yoga. Energy healing practices are so needed in society today, especially for young people. Who are into criminal behaviour? When a crime is committed, there are two victims. One is the perpetrator, and the other is the person against whom the crime was committed. To lock people up and deny them the right to be human and a connection to nature only makes them more of a criminal. I always say. If you're not a criminal when you go into prison, you are when you come out. Prison should be a place of rehabilitation, a place to learn self and social discipline, in order to function in society. Violence begets violence. If we punish with violence and hatred, that is all we will get back. And this is the attitude we have against people who don't play it our way. When they bomb us, it's terrorism, but when we bomb them, it's an airstrike. Killing hundreds of innocent people using drones like cowards, we will only create enemies and increase the divide. Hatred isn't born in parliaments, in the White House, or in conference rooms. It's born and bred in the streets. In the people who suffer from the decisions made in these places, yoga teaches us unity, not division, acceptance, not conversion, cooperation, not power and control. Let's bring this practice to the children, to the future generations. Let's bring it to the isolated, the lonely. The drug and alcohol-ridden homes and societies everywhere in the world. So, in conclusion, then, you will find blogs posted on www.tatv.com, and videos can be found on the pages under Ayurveda and Yoga, which expand on the information in this and other programs. There is a questionnaire on the. Physical body page, a behavioural questionnaire on the mental health page, and a questionnaire to determine the degree of sattva in the mind, on the spiritual page, and videos to guide you in evaluating the results. These will help you to determine your true nature, and the potential for higher states of consciousness. Now next week we will be talking about daily practices with my guest Dr. Johan from India. We will bring together the information covered over the last six weeks, 
and talk about practical aspects of Ayurveda in daily life. It's one thing to say it, but quite another to do it. So I'll leave you with one more thing to do for your health, and that is to laugh. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. Be sure to join Anne Holiday again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about Anne, our radio program, and supplemental information about what you've heard today, please visit the website ataytv.com. Until our next program, wishing you health and happiness. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.